I'll get you on a plane back to Sydney on our dime. It's the best I can No, I, I don't want to go back to Sydney. Look, I've been preparing for this for years. Just put me on the bus right now. I can do this. No, you can't. Hey, hey, don't you walk away from me. You don't know who you're dealing with. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever. This is destiny. This is destiny. This is, this is my destiny. This is, I'm supposed to do this, damn it. Don't tell me what I can't do. Don't tell me what I can't do. to episode 45 of the Geek Generation. I am joined in studio by Mike Volpe once again. Hello. And Anna Ziftak. Hello. 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 A few things things before we get into the meat of the show. Uh, First thing is just a quick announcement. The show is now on Stitcher Radio. Cool. Yeah, which I don't know if you guys are aware of what that is. is. I have no idea what that means. Uh, Stitcher Radio. Um, It is an app. For your mobile device, they have them for Android, they have them for iPhones, they have them for iPods, they have them for various other, uh, Palm, I believe. It's all over the place. It's an app you can download. Stitcher is basically being described as the Pandora for podcasts. So you go in and you choose a genre of podcast that you like, and it'll just play you a whole bunch of shows. You don't download anything, you just kind of stream them all. But our shows are now available on there, so if you go to Stitcher.com, you can download the app for whatever mobile device you have and listen to the show anywhere. Which very is cool. very cool. As long, and you can also discover maybe a bunch of other shows there too. So mm-hmm. we are on Stitcher Radio now. So find us there. As we get into this all news episode, uh, we like to start off by going over the new Blu-ray and video game releases that are coming up. So since this is dropping on July 18th, on July 19th, coming out on Blu-ray, Limitless, which I enjoyed. I thought it was really good. Bradley Cooper. Uh, Doctor Who Series 6 Part 1. Awesome. Yeah. It's another one of those like not whole season release type things, though. It's I think they release it in pieces. Yeah, it's not frustrating. Kind of yeah, it's yeah. always a little weird, but uh, I would suggest waiting for the whole season yeah. to come out. But if you can't, it, that is coming out. And it'll probably get on Netflix sooner that way, too. So people could start off with it. Even though we're not going to be using Netflix anymore. <laughs> uh, Take Me Home Tonight is coming out on Blu-ray. On the 19th as well, which I really liked, saw it recently. Still trying to get Teresa Palmer on the show, working on it. <laughs> Will happen, damn it. <laughs> a live-action Tekken movie. What? Yes. Not only is Blood Vengeance coming out uh, fairly soon, which is an animated Tekken movie, but they uh, they have a live-action Tekken movie coming out that I've heard is pretty awful. But <laughs> it will be out there. That's what's important. But it's not going to theaters, though? No. It's just going right to this DVD. This is straight to DVD. Oh, boy. That's how good it is. (laughs) At least Mortal Kombat made it to theaters. This is going to be bad. It's true. Uh, And Torchwood, the complete original UK series, 
which is a Doctor Who spinoff. Yeah, I haven't seen it, though. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was an anagram for Doctor Who. That's very cool. Those Brits are clever. They are clever. They are. And they couldn't have done that beforehand. (laughs) There's no way of knowing. But that's that's crafty. Uh, Video games coming out on the 19th. Call of Juarez, the cartel, out for PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I know nothing about it. I played the first Call of whatever the hell it is. Juarez. (laughs) Juarez. I think I... Call of Juarez. I didn't... uh, It was a demo, and I didn't even finish the demo. I was just like, I'm done. Oh. So you can't finish a demo. Ouch. But they've made a few more. I don't know. All right. They keep trying. They keep trying. Eventually. And uh, Captain America Super Soldier. And on PS3, Xbox 360, Wii, PC, and Nintendo DS. Will it be good or will it be like every other one? I think it'll be okay. It Seven looks out like, of ten. It looks like a watered down. Well, the combat looks like a watered down Arkham Asylum. And the game, I don't know. Premise-wise sounds, there's some funny things, but who knows. <clears throat> nice. I've never really been into movie games. They always seem they to suck. fall short. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. yeah. There are a few here and there that are decent, but overall, not so good. July 26th, dropping on Blu-ray. Source Code, which up until Super 8 was the best movie I had seen this year, I think. You guys are so quiet today. Yeah, I don't <laughs> didn't see it. I don't know. Uh, Dylan Dog, Dead of Night, which is a supernatural movie with... Sounds like a, a 70s rock band. <laughs> <laughs> Dead of Night. Um, oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Brandon Routh. The guy who played Superman in Superman Returns oh, yeah. is Dylan Dog, and it's oh, like a uh, paranormal detective type thing. Mm. I did see the trailer. Yeah, for they that. have to hire a human to kind of keep the supernatural world in check, something like that. Yeah, I haven't seen it though. Uh, Blues Brothers is coming out on Blu-ray. Oh, nice! Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And National Lampoon's Animal House. I was mm. shocked it hadn't come out on Blu-ray yet. Yeah, you don't realize when the old ones come out is that they're an, not already available. Is there an anniversary? Coming up, I a major so. one? I, I think there's an anniversary. That's why, yeah. They were probably waiting. Justice League Season 2, which I wasn't sure they were releasing. Season 1 came out so long ago, and they've released the entire thing on DVD already. But I'd like to get the whole... Uh, cartoons look awesome in high def. Really? Yeah. I have not watched a cartoon in high def. Really? They mm-hmm. look so much better. Like, you notice a cartoon's difference in quality, I think, more so than other movies. Mm. I think. And uh, for Burn Notice fans, there's a Burn Notice TV movie that's being released called Burn Notice The Fall of Sam Axe, which is the character Bruce Campbell plays on the show. So he has his own TV spinoff movie of Burn Notice. And I know there are a lot of Bruce Campbell fans out there. I'd watch it just for him. Yeah, exactly. I've never seen Burn Notice. Neither have I. It's a Bruce Campbell movie, so that's all that matters. Uh, games on the 26th coming out. First one is Catherine for PS3 and Xbox 360. Everything oh, I've seen on Japanese this game, anime thing. yeah, looks wicked messed up. Like there mm. are levels where there are like you're turning into a sheep or something, and it's just all sorts of weird. They're weird people. Those yeah. Japanese. Yeah, they come up with weird stuff. <laughs> and an ex- uh, an expansion pack for The Sims 3 <laughs> called Town Life Stuff. So that's coming out too. Oh, I am sure that I will be watching Jess play that. <laughs> oh, she plays. She buys all the expansion packs. Really? Yeah, she likes The Sims. You're excited, I can tell. Thrilled. <laughs> uh, July 28th, UFC Personal Trainer is coming out. I think it's stupid. Really? It'll sell because fat kids on their couch are going to be like, "Oh, I want to be Brock Lesnar. I want to be Randy Couture. I'm going to buy this thing." And then 
stand in front of my. From what I've seen so far, it's supposed to be fairly good. I just can't believe that you're going to get a quality workout in front of a, a video game. Well, it's do you get a quality workout from watching a DVD and doing what they do? I've never done it. Yeah, I have because that takes my business away. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've gotten I'm not going to tell you to go DVDs. do the UFC thing. I'm going to tell you to pay me to train you. Well, not everyone has access to Mike Volpe. This is true. Yeah. Well, they should all move here then. <laughs> or Mike Volpe needs his own video game. The Mike Volpe personal yeah, trainer. Yeah, there we go. It just yells at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and has a I mask on and screams. Xenobite. <laughs> there we go. I'll wear the mask. Uh, some quick box office news that I know you'll be thrilled about, Anna. We discussed this a little bit before the show. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Recently came out. It broke a midnight opening record, earning $43.5 million at midnight showings, surpassing the previous record holder, Twilight Eclipse, which had made $30 million. So by over $13 million, Yay. broke the record. That's a big margin in one night. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Uh, there's an opening day record set. It earned $92.1 million on opening day, surpassing Twilight New Moon. Oh, man. Which the war made, is heating up. <laughs> Twilight or Harry Potter. Which had made $72.7 million. So I don't by, see a Twilight land anywhere out there. In the by roughly, oh, exactly. by uh, roughly $20 million on opening day beating amazing. Twilight. There was a quote. I wish I had it. But uh, Emma Watson actually sort of screwed Twilight over. She had a, like, a little comment about it. And Fantastic. It was, it was pretty funny. Oh, really? It was pretty awesome. I think awesome. I had heard about some controversy yeah. at one point. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a big deal. She wasn't really insulting it. She just sort of compared the two and pretty much stated that Harry Potter was better. Yeah. <laughs> but like in a nice way. It's enough. But yeah, it was pretty cool. I respect her for it. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. For speaking the truth. Exactly. <laughs> You're not going to see anyone in the Twilight franchise yeah. say that. No, and you got to take pride in your own work. I mean, she worked Absolutely. on it and it is better. So go Emma Watson. Good job. And Maybe. she's hot. She's very. She should cute. grow her hair back out, though. The short yeah, hair. Yeah, I don't working. like the short hair. No. There is a point in. She uh, just went nuts and went. I can't be like Harry Potter anymore. Well, or right. I mean, there's did. a point. Yeah. I mean, they, she probably what, literally was not allowed to under contract before, oh, no. so she's probably like, I'm free. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want yeah, right now. Yeah, it's just a freedom thing. Yeah, you know? she goes to school in Rhode Island. You know, used to. Dropped she out. left. Oh, damn. She went to Brown. Yeah. Where I used to practice actually for uh, indoor track when I was in college. We we didn't have an indoor track, so we used to drive to Brown. It's crazy. Weird. Yeah. I don't think she was going there at the time. Though. No, she was like 11. But there is a scene in uh, uh, part two of Harry Potter where after she's um, like looking like Bellatrix that she goes back to normal and she's still wearing the same clothes. Damn. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Um, the opening weekend record, uh, by the time this actually drops, might have been shattered by Harry Potter part two, but is currently held by the Dark Knight. At 158.4 million for opening have to weekend. Go home right now and contribute against the Dark Knight. We cannot allow <laughs> Harry Potter to beat Batman. This is not allowed. He Don't might. worry about it because Harry Potter's done and there's still one more Batman movie. By the way, there's a teaser before part two for The Dark Knight Rises. Really? Yes, there oh, is. Oh, that's going to be good. I just saw it oh, yesterday. Really? Yeah. Is it good? The teaser is awesome. Yeah. Is there it's, footage of the movie? Uh, a little bit. Cool. It's just cool. Either way. Moving on, this is your news. Oh, man, I lost my playlist. Mm-mm-mm. I got to get my music back. <laughs> we can never make it through a show without something, something not going as planned. Here we go. Your news for July 18th, 2011. Top story this week. The first flying car has been made legal. 
The future of cars has officially been cleared. Makers of the vehicle, which has been dubbed the Transition, say it's a rotable aircraft designed to seamlessly shift from the road to the air and back again. The National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration has cleared it for road use, and the FAA has cleared it as a light sport aircraft. Carl Dietrich heads a company in Massachusetts called Terrafugia, who designed and built the Transition. And I do have some audio clips cool. from him. Since the, uh, the turn of the 20th century, uh, there have been many hundreds of published concepts for flying, driving vehicles. And some of them have actually been built and flown. Um, but at this point, the transition is the closest uh, to actually getting to the marketplace. Terrafugia is developing the transition street legal airplane, uh, which uh, many people have characterized as the first practical flying car. And uh, the transition is designed to really be a general aviation airplane like a Cessna or a Piper, um, a propeller-powered airplane that can fold up its wings, drive down the road, and park in a single car garage. That's pretty badass. Yeah. He goes on to say that the transition easily changes from an aircraft to a car. It takes about 20 seconds. It's like putting the top down on a convertible, only instead of folding up your, your roof, we're folding up our wings and we're transferring power from a uh, propeller to the wheels for driving on the ground. Terrafugia had to get special exemptions to use lighter weight plastic windows instead of glass and heavier than usual tires that could handle a landing and standard road-based driving. Anyone with a valid driver's license will be able to drive the car on the road, but if they want to fly the car, they'll need at least a sport pilot's license. The transition can't simply land right in front of your home. It has to be taken off and landed at the airport. Currently, the cost of the transition is about $250,000, and the company is taking reservations with a $10,000 deposit. So far, about 100 cars have been reserved. Cool. It's one step closer to the future and back to the future. It is. We've got a few more years. Flying cars, check. We need hoverboards, <laughs> and we need 10 more Jaws movies, and we got it, right? Because Jaws... Something like that. Something like that was came out. Something like that. Almost there, guys. So we're good to go. We got four more years to do this. That's pretty friggin' cool. It is. I I I, I didn't think I'd see flying cars in my lifetime. I watched the animation on your uh, on the website, and it was cool. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's definitely more of an aircraft than a car, but it's enough of a car to get you from your house to the airport. To land wherever you're going. What was the? What did it, did they mention the altitude? How high up can you go? We're not going to interfere with commercial flights, are we? No, no I, I don't think so. I think that goes with the sport classification. Right. I'd have to look up what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't go quite as high, and it has a. I believe the mile range was about 450 miles, so you could go from like Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, sorry, Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts to like mm-hmm. New York, and you could do that. You couldn't go all the way to California from one coast to the other, but you could stop at an airport and refuel yeah. and finish your trip. And the other cool thing is it actually takes uh, conventional gas. It's I not, was just going to ask that because aviation fuel is right. so expensive. It's not aviation fuel. It's all powered by, you could go to like a Hess or a mobile. <laughs> Pull in your up. flying car at right. Hess. It has, I think, a uh, like an 11 or 12 gallon tank. That's it? That's and small? It, it, it doesn't take, when you're in the air, your fuel economy is so much better. So you can go a lot further with a lot less gas, which is amazing. So this is this is crazy. It is. 
it's pretty awesome, but I think overall it's just like, I mean, it's good that they have to have a pilot's license because people still right. don't know how to drive, right, you know, a right. hundred plus fly, years right. later. Like they don't, you know, they can't ride down the road without texting and crashing into don't a telephone pole. flying. Right. Seriously. It's just the whole uh. concept is like awesome and terrifying at the exact same time. Yeah. It is. It's, yeah. it's scary as much as it is awesome. Yeah. But Imagine cab drivers being able to fly. Right. No, <laughs> thank crap. you. Yeah, I know, right? I'll, yeah. I think I'll just get a helicopter. All I do is I can think of uh, Fifth Element yeah. <laughs> and see all that stuff flying around. Him driving straight down through all the yeah. <laughs> If we make the fog. Oh, can you imagine, like, cop chases? They'd be so cool. Be insane. Everybody would die, though. It would just be like there'd be no yeah. possible way for anybody to survive You'd just that. shoot it down. You yeah. all have the, uh, like, the foam from Demolition Man. It <laughs> just goes boom and, like, fills up your car. Your car plane. Uh, next story here, Netflix uh, has Church. decided to separate its current its current nine ninety nine a month plan, which consisted of unlimited streaming and one DVD at a time rentals, into two plans that when combined will offer you the same services for nearly twice as much money. Here's the email I received from Netflix. Dear Rob, we are separating unlimited DVDs by mail and unlimited streaming into two separate plans to better reflect the costs of each. Now our members have a choice, a streaming-only plan, a DVD-only plan, or both. Your current $9.99 a month membership for unlimited streaming and unlimited DVDs will be split into two distinct plans. Plan 1 includes unlimited streaming, no DVDs, for $7.99 a month. Plan 2, unlimited DVDs, but only one out at a time, and no streaming for $7.99 a month. Your price for getting both of these plans will be $15.98 a month. You don't need to do anything to continue your memberships for both unlimited streaming and unlimited DVDs. These prices will start for cha- uh, for charges on or after September 1st, 2011. That's for current subscribers. If you subscribe to Netflix now, those prices are immediate. And they go into effect right away. There's a lot of controversy online about this stuff. People saying uh, it's unbelievable that the prices are going up. Other people saying that it's unbelievable that people would be complaining about something that really doesn't cost that much anyway. And there are bigger things to complain about. Obviously... There are bigger things to Here, complain about. What, but they, what they should have done, though, is anybody who has Netflix should have been locked into a price. That's right. You, now, if you cancel, in, sure. if you cancel, right. you're done. You, you right. go back 30 days, you, you're going to pay the new price. Yeah, they shouldn't raise the prices. Yeah, I, I think being grandfathered in is acceptable. I've had Netflix for, I think, like two or three years now. Yeah. Right. And I also think the only way that that would also be acceptable would be if they make everything available on streaming. Because right now, sc- streaming is garbage. If you don't have both, then you can't watch what you want to watch. Yeah. So I'm not going to switch just to streaming and get garbage. Right. You know, because they don't come out with the new releases and they don't come out. I mean, I watch some stuff. I mostly watch TV on instant streaming. But for movies, they have junk. Yeah. Absolute junk. So if they offered everything they're going to offer on DVD on streaming, I would just switch to streaming. Honestly, I'm the same way. The only thing I watch on streaming really is TV. And I was pumped. I, it was just like a week or two ago that I was thrilled that Star Trek The Next yeah. Generation came online. The whole series is on Netflix, which is awesome. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch them all. I don't think I'm going to have time now because I'm not planning on keeping Netflix because of this. It's one thing to make like a price increase, but let's also remember Netflix added a dollar to all their plans and two dollars to their Blu-ray discs within the same year, this all happened, and now they're jumping sixty percent. Which it doesn't even matter what the the cost increase is; it's really the fact that they're increasing it by such a huge percentage if, for the same thing that you're already getting. If enough people like yourself cancel the service, yeah, 
I think they'll go back. They're just going to realize, well, we made a mistake. Yeah. I also don't like the letter that you got. It's sort of insulting because, I mean, I know I have to write business letters all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing something like that, you say, we apologize. However, the costs that we're incurring, right. blah, blah, blah. That's like, oh, yeah. now you get to choose between the two. So now we're man. totally effing you over. You like from no choice to choices, but you're better with no choice. Right, right, exactly. So, like, just that letter is, like, so condescending and, like, this is what we're doing and you can't do anything about it and we're not even going to apologize. Yeah. And that's wrong because I can understand increasing costs. I'm sure it's really expensive to mail all those DVDs out. I'm sure it is. But, you know, it's just not – that's not a professional Honestly, letter. Honestly, it's not opinion. even it's the, the – I don't think it's the DVD that's costing him so much money. I think what happened – and I've read a, quite a few articles on this because I wanted to make sure I was up to speed, not just going to drop the service for no reason. Um, they underestimated the licensing fees for getting content to stream. It can cost up to – Ten thousand between ten thousand and a hundred thousand dollars to get the licensing for one TV episode. So you can go on Netflix one now. Episode? Yeah, one episode. Oh, I thought you were gonna say a season or a no, movie or no, something. No. For movies, it's probably gonna be m- more into the hundred thousandish range for some of those. But there are series where you can go on Netflix and they'll have like the entire season except one episode not there. And you're like, well, why can't I stream that one episode? Most of the time, it's due to a music licensing thing that they have a song in that episode that they couldn't get the oh. license to stream for. It's it's just such a mess, like the whole streaming thing. But the problem is, like you said, there's not enough good movies to watch right now. I would absolutely stay with Netflix and stay with the streaming if they did not have the like 28-day waiving period for a lot of the new content. Like even the companies that they have deals with there's a 28 day period between when that dvd comes out for rental and when it is available for streaming and for what i do i need every movie right away and even those even with waiting for the dvds sometimes it's a week or two before i can get it due to the long waits and the very long waits and it's really obnoxious so what my plan at least is i'm already an amazon prime member I've been a free one because I'm on the Amazon student plan, which they offered it free for students for a year or anyone with an EDU uh, email address, which I have, which not only gives you free two-day shipping on anything that qualifies for prime shipping, which is the majority of the site, but now they also have their own streaming media catalog like Netflix. And it's not a lot worse. It's fairly similar. I can watch a lot of the same TV shows, which is what I'm looking for anyway. So, And I actually get that at a discount now too because for like three more years i can keep i can pay now and i'll get the streaming service it'll be like three nine uh 39 bucks for the year for me for streaming and i'm getting the free shipping which i want anyway and anyone in the house can use it so that's awesome and then i'm i'm pretty sure i don't rent and watch more than eight movies a month i might (laughs) on disc but i'll just go to redbox because redbox is a dollar a night and I'll get them right away, and there's no very long wait anymore. Although if more people start using Redbox, maybe there will be a little bit of a wait, but it's still immediate. They can es- expand too, though, because those Redboxes are tiny right now. Yeah, you know, so it would be probably no problem and in- inexpensive for them to expand their service. Yeah, and the one, uh, the local one at my stop and shop has uh, the games as well as the movies too, which are like two dollars a night. Did the unit itself increase? It's like a bigger unit. Double the it's, size it's two of the units, unit. actually. There's one for the games oh. and one for the movies, and they're right next to each other. See, for the well, people, you're going to see more options pop up. There's yeah. going to be yeah. somebody else that pops up 
like Netflix and goes, "Hey, look, we only charge ten." And there's bucks like a month. Hulu and stuff like that. Yeah. And Hulu has better quality, honestly, than Netflix is streaming. Is Blockbuster is. still doing it? They have Blockbuster to go. Blockbuster's already more expensive than Netflix. Oh, Blockbuster okay. worked out a deal with Dish Network. They're they're working on something with streaming movies. And yeah, they're going to be doing stuff. something totally different. I think. Yeah. But all this, all these divisive streaming things are going to make it hard to get all the content that you want on one service because companies are making deals with individual companies to stream and it's no one's going to get everything they want but ultimately netflix is just not going to be worth my money anymore no and it's like the people that say oh it's not that much money and there's other things to worry about it's true but this is way more of an argument about principle than it is the eight dollars it's about like we've been loyal customers forever and just you're just going to drop this bomb in a face not a two dollar increase. It's you're it's, almost doubling right. it. It's an insult. Right, sixty to seventy percent increase is huge. How many people use Netflix? A ridiculous amount. Million, tens of millions. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, well, here's the thing: I mean, a dollar increase, they would have made tens of millions of dollars more off a dollar. The, the majority but they have to of eight bucks more. I, mean, I don't know how many people are outraged, but the most most of the comments that I've seen online about this already are saying that people are going to drop the DVD thing, which is what Netflix wants anyway, and they're going to stick with the streaming. They'll be paying. A dollar less than they pay now. So Netflix ultimately won't be losing that much money unless people cancel altogether. And the people who keep both services will make up for the ones that cancel, I think. So I think Netflix will be just fine. I don't think this is going to put a big dent in them one way or the other. But they're not going to be making much more money like they thought they might. Right. Bad Netflix. Electronic Arts has announced its intention to purchase PopCap. For $750 million. The acquisition is expected to close in August of this year. EA and PopCap are a compelling combination, boasted CEO John Ricciatillo, clearly envisioning a newly expanded EA digital empire. PopCap's great studio talent and powerful IP add to EA's momentum and accelerate our drive towards a $1 billion digital business. We picked EA because they have recast their culture around making great digital games, said David Roberts, CEO of PopCap. By working with EA, we'll scale our games and services to deliver more social, mobile, casual fun to an even bigger global audience. What's PopCap? PopCap is the company behind things like Bejeweled, Peggle, Plants vs. Zombies, all that stuff. And they are being purchased by EA. EA is... EA is like Madden. They're they're a giant, yeah. Alice. Yeah, Alice. <laughs> How's that going, by the way? Awesome. Yeah. I have my problems with it, but for well, the yeah. most part, it's awesome. I'm sure they're the same problems that they were with the first one. No. No. This is, All right, this is the weirdest video game phenomenon I've ever come across in my life. There are no boss guys. There are no, no boss battles? There are no boss guys. Like battles or just right, there's nobody ba- like you're... Signif- like there are no bosses. Well, yeah. I don't know who the main like bad guy is yet because she's like. You well, know, if I remember, there are only mind. like three bosses or something. Well, you in the fought the Mad one. Hatter. Yeah. You fought, I mean, you at the end of each level, you fought the Caterpillar. You fought yeah. a boss oh, guy true. at the end of each level, and there are not any boss guys in this game. That's it's weird. Wicked weird. Like the first level I went through, I got to the end, and I'm like, okay, here we go. It's you know ass kicking time, yeah. and then it went to a cutscene, and I'm like. <laughs> well, it just happened. I didn't fight anything. I heard it's a lot more um, platform jumpy. It's pretty jumpy. When it shouldn't be for the controls they give you. Although they give you like a quadruple jump or something now. I'm fine with the controls. It's um, I like the format a lot. Other than the lack of the boss guys. That's probably my biggest complaint. Yeah. Is I, I don't feel very satisfied at the end of a level. I'm like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, But it's fun and it's addicting and it's been keeping me up to like... 
you know, midnight when I'm supposed to go to bed at like 9.30. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah. Uh, but PopCap being bought up, they deserve it. I think they've earned this, and I think EA will treat them well. I'm pretty sure they'll... EA seems to bring people in and kind of leave them uh, operating somewhat their own systems. So I don't think too much will change in the company themselves. The employees of Dunder Mifflin are getting a new CEO, and his name is Robert California. NBC has confirmed that James Spader's ultra-confident and sexually charged character featured briefly in the May finale of The Office is set to join the cast of the show's upcoming eighth season. James will reprise his role as Robert California, this uber salesman that has a power to convince and manipulate like a high-class weirdo Jedi warrior, said Paul Lieberstein, Lieberstein, whatever it is, one of the series' executive producers. He'll have been hired over the summer as the new manager, but within hours he got himself promoted. Within days, he took over the company. James has an energy that is completely his own, and the office has no tools for dealing with this guy. We're thrilled he's joining our cast. Either of you guys office watchers? No. I am really far behind. Yeah. I'm a big fan, but there's just too much to watch right now. Yeah. And I wasn't, I don't, I never watch anything when it's on. I yeah, always, me neither. I always go back to it later, and that's just kind of gone to the it's bottom so of the list. It's so much fun to watch a whole season at once. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it sort of tapered off when um, Pam had her baby. I'm like, it's just not, like, it's not a good plot point. Like, babies in real life are great, but, like, TV babies are not exciting Yeah, it just means all. people disappear. Right, it's just weird. And then you don't see the kids, because they're still at work, but they, like, talk about their kids. And I'm like, my friends that have kids talk about their kids yeah. enough. I don't need to listen to Pam and talk about And shouldn't you be home kid. with your kid? Right. <laughs> Whatever. At least one of you. Anyway. Paramount Pictures has announced the launch of a new in-house animation division, Paramount Animation. With budgets of up to $100 million of film, the studio will target its first release for 2014. Paramount Animation's mandate will be the development of the broadest range of family CGI animated films, with a key piece being titles under the label of Viacom's Nickelodeon, the number one entertainment brand for kids worldwide. While Paramount has released an array of successful animated films in its history, the company's first fully owned CGI animated property was Rango, released to great acclaim in March 2011. The Western, directed by Gore Verbinski and featuring the voice of Johnny Depp in the title role, has grossed over $240 million worldwide and is the best-reviewed animated film so far this year. Good for them. Cool. Round of applause. All right. New animation studio is always good. Keep up the good work, guys. Yeah. Uh, This next one I don't think we're all going to be quite as thrilled about because I told my brother, who's a huge fan of the franchise and he just doesn't understand, Sam Raimi. And original producing partners Rob Taper and Bruce Campbell, who also starred in the original franchise, are gearing up to remake their cult sensation The Evil Dead through their long-standing Ghost House Pictures partnership. Raimi and Taper were such instant fans of Fede Alvarez's short film Panic Attack that they set up a blind deal with the filmmaker and through that process have attached Fede Alvarez to write and direct the film. Academy Award-winning screenwriter Diablo Cody is currently doing revisions on the draft. Ghost House is committed to renewing the franchise and has the film on the fast track. The three producing partners commented, We are committed to making this movie and are inspired by the enduring popularity and enthusiasm for the Evil Dead series. We can't wait to scare a new generation of moviegoers using filmmaking techniques that were not available to us 30 years ago, as well as Fede bringing a fresh eye to the film's original elements. Why? Exactly. First of all, stop rebooting stuff. And second of all, kids don't get scared these days. No, what else? The um, movie techniques that they're talking about is exactly like the shitty 
yeah. crappy special, special effects. effects of what made that movie so good. I it know. was not a real... That movie was not like an honest horror right. movie. That movie was a comedy. So your fancy special effects are not going to add anything to it. Right. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing this, honestly. Let and it... I don't know why Bruce Campbell's on board. Ass. <laughs> he's trying to make some money. Because he... Yes. Well, he he's Sam Raimi's guy, you know? And he's not really going to be starring. No, I know, but you should just walk away from it. I can hear the parrot. Yeah, the bird's making noise upstairs. <laughs> don't mind the bird, people. It happens. <laughs> uh, let's see. Batgirl, to keep Oracle backstory in DC relaunch. Barbara Gordon will retain her history as Oracle when she resumes her role as Batgirl in, in the DC relaunch. DC Comics clarified that it does not plan to whitewash the last two decades of the character's history as a superhero with a disability. Some events and continuity will be changed. Some won't, said the publisher in a statement about its September relaunch. But many of the great stories remain. For example, Batgirl. The killing joke still happened and she was Oracle. Now she will go through physical rehabilitation and become a more seasoned and nuanced character because she had these incredible and diverse experiences. Gordon was famously left paralyzed after being shot by the Joker and Alan Moore's celebrated Batman the Killing Joke in 1988. I don't know if we're laughing at the same thing, but the fact that they Oh, said, I was laughing at the bird. We, no, we don't want to get rid of our character with a, our superhero with a disability. I'm just laughing at oh. that. I mean, it just sounded funny. I'm like, of course you don't, because then you're going to have a backlash from it. Well, but they already did it's just get the, rid the, of it. The statement itself is yeah. just funny. She's no longer disabled. She right. she's not in a wheelchair, but they're saying that that all happened. I don't know how they're gonna recreate it so that she's rehabilitated and now I just being think Batgirl. This, the statement was funny to me. Yeah, it just seems weird. Like you know, a superhero with a disability. How does that work? Well, plus she was. the alternative, funny the alternative. Oh, we do want to get rid of the super superhero with the disability right. too. So it's yeah. like kind of a nonsense thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> the, one of the big appeals funny, of it's the a weird character. Statement. It is weird. One of the big uh, appeals of Oracle as a character is that she was in a wheelchair. And so is Professor X. Right. That's their Professor X. Right. Well, she doesn't have superpowers, but she was more of a researcher and a go-to for uh, people to go to for information. But uh, she was she was a role model for the disabled community. So they, they've been kind of upset that they were getting rid of the character. But apparently they're not. They're just um, making her walk again, <laughs> saying that all that happened and she somehow rehabbed to a point of being able to be at a physical level where she could be Batgirl again, which seems very unlikely. But well, there are rare cases where that happens. Yeah, people who are never supposed to walk. Well, it's twice in the Bat family run. now because Bruce had his back broken too, and now he's he's all set. So who knows? We have previously reported that the animated film Batman Year One will hit DVD on October 18th. Just as DC Animated's other releases have included a short featuring characters from the DC universe. Batman Year One will feature a 15-minute Catwoman short. Eliza Dushku, who voices Selina Kyle in the feature, will also offer her skills for the short, which sees Catwoman chasing a newly created character, Rough Cut, across Gotham, uh, Gotham City. What is with all this going back to the beginning stuff? What do you mean? Batman Year One. Yeah. It's an animated movie based on one of the most famous I'm just Batman saying. It just seems like everything time. that comes out, everything recently it's has been going back to... I think this one's coincidental because, um, well, one of the reasons I can see them releasing this is because big elements of year one were a part of Batman Begins. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the most famous Batman trades of all time. And lately what Mm -hmm. DC Animated has been doing is taking the trades themselves from each character and making movies out of them. 
So this is, I think, I think it's coincidental that it's DC's a prequel ish type thing. Like, let's reboot and go back to the beginning and show the beginning thing. What were they doing with all the comic books? Yeah, and they're doing it with animated stuff. Yeah, but they're but this isn't a story that hasn't been told before. Like they're not rewriting a story; they're just telling you one that's been told. Th- that's my problem in book form. I know, but stop retelling something that we already but know. The- that's my problem. Is like let's move on from that. I, t- I just have an issue with the rebooting altogether. As this is not a reboot, but I feel like it is. It's not though. But people already know about it. <laughs> you don't. No, I don't because I don't really care for Batman all that and, much. And the DC well, animated okay. movies, the DC he's animated movies, <laughs> the DC animated movies are all fan service. They're not really put out for the mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. Like people that like Batman might watch it and be like, "Oh, that's cool." This is these movies that they do that are the comic books turned into movies are for all the people that read the book mm-hmm. and are like, "Oh my god, they're making this into an animated movie." Like I'm thrilled. This is one of the best Batman stories. And now they're telling it in an animated movie form, which is amazing. Do you prefer an- the animated movies over, like, uh, Batman Begins? The- over the-, the live action? Yeah. I think a lot of the time they're more accurate. Uh, it's tough to say I prefer one over the other. I think they both have their strengths. Mm. But I do, as a whole, tend to like the animated movies better than any I mean, of the a live major action difference. things. I, have, I struggle to sit through animated movies. Really? Really struggle. I love them I've because... I've tried. Stuff's on TV and I try to watch it and I go, I can't do this. Really? The most recent... Yeah, no. The, you're you're the creating one. a universe that you have ultimate control over. Oh, I, I understand. Think, I think that's the real benefit I just why Something I like else them. works when I can see it with real people in it. Yeah. I think um, that it... It's because the animated movies don't have any pressure to be mainstream because I right. don't think they're ever going to be mainstream. And these all go so, right to DVD. Right, exactly. So mm-hmm. they don't – like Batman Begins, even though it's awesome, they still have that pressure to make it mainstream so that more than just Batman fans will go see it. So you probably definitely like the animated series better because yeah. it caters to you. Absolutely. Where he definitely likes the, the film movie better because – you know, it's catering to someone a little that's not, you know, this huge Batman fan. Agreed. So, Absolutely. so it's sort of like an apples oranges kind of argument, mm-hmm. I would, because yeah. they both have different functions. Well, yeah, yeah. The the animated stuff is as a whole more fan service, whereas the live mm-hmm. action is more mainstream. But yeah, I understand your point of wanting to see someone actually in the role. But yeah. like to to be someone who uh, grew up seeing Bruce and Batman animated, like that was my initial introduction. So the See, character mine was, was seen the cartoon. Sh- shitty TV show. Well, yeah, for me too. <laughs> it was Batman who had a beer gut. That actually was for me too, but I don't even consider that Batman, yeah. like, in the sense that I know him. Yeah. In my mind, that's a totally different character. I barely even think of that show anymore as existing, even though I have the Batman movie up there because I think someone bought it for me at one point. The Batman movie's been playing on, uh, well, I have Dish Network. It's been playing a lot. The 60s one? Yeah. Wow. A lot. Every time I see it, it says Batman movie, and I'm like, oh, what's this? I click on it, I go, oh, Oh, that one. Yeah, right, exactly. It's that thing that's not quite Batman. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the rest of the news. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, everyone. This is Chris, your host for Geek Tech Live, the bi-weekly podcast that showcases tech news, reviews of consumer products and games, and I even get to talk to some of the movers and shakers in the world of geekdom. 
Occasionally, I even throw in a rant or two. So drop on by to GeekTechLive.com. See you there. All right, we are back. Yes, we are. We are. <laughs> Some interesting break conversation. Uh, let's see. Next story here. After the recent departure of David O. Russell from the project, the Uncharted movie has found a replacement director in Neil Berger. O'Russell was working from a script by Thomas Dean Donnelly and Joshua Oppenheimer, but it's now possible that Berger, who both wrote and directed his first three projects, will come up with a screenplay of his own. There's also no confirmation as to whether or not Mark Wahlberg is still involved with the film as the lead character Nathan Drake, but either way, my vote still goes to Nathan Fillion. I'm with mm. you. I hope this is good news as far as... Mark Wahlberg not being yeah. in it. I'm hoping. I like the wrestle and everything. I love Mark Wahlberg. He's one of my favorite actors, but I don't see him as Nathan Drake. No, he doesn't fit the role. Who at all. would you cast if you were doing Nathan Fillion? Oh. That's my. That, who, I, who I is, added into that story. Who's Nathan he Fillion? Yeah, I can't picture him. Uh, he was in Firefly, which is one of his biggest things, but that was a short-lived Joss Whedon series. He was in Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog, which I doubt you saw. He was. Uh, I will. Uh, he was I will in just two guys ago. You'd pizza know him place. if you saw him. Okay. Yeah, yeah you would know him. Two guys ago on a pizza place. Um, what am I missing here? He's stuff. one of those guys that just pops up every he once in a while. You're like, hey, it's uh, that guy. A lot of sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Geeks okay. love him. He's like a geek god. But he looks look like Nathan I know, Drake. I know him, he then. looks like Nathan Drake. Like, they modeled he, the character after yeah, him. Yeah. He needs oh, really? to play yeah. him. And he's got the whole swagger and everything down. He could absolutely be Drake. Well, then I hope that works out. I hope so. <laughs> we we posted a whole article on it before. And he said on Twitter he wants to play Nathan Drake. So we hope. So I hope the new people have a brain on their, in their heads. Let's hope. TNT has announced that they have renewed their new series Falling Skies for a second season of 10 episodes set to air in the summer of 2012. From DreamWorks Television and executive producer Steven Spielberg, Falling Skies features Noah Wiley in the epic saga about the aftermath of an all-out invasion by an alien military force. Despite recommendations, I have not yet watched Falling Skies. I was going to say, I, I, it did that well. Yeah. It's five or six episodes in and they renewed the first second series well, Good already. for them. Yeah. Maybe I have to go watch it then. Yeah. If they're going to. Well, see, that's that the thing. good that like, they're renewing it, maybe I should go watch the first season. Usually one season of a series is enough to get you into it and then really pissed off if they cancel it. Firefly was like that. <laughs> I always, I still say that Jack and Bobby was a phenomenal show that came out a long time ago that I'm sure neither of you watched, but no. it was one season long. It was amazingly written and I was so angry when they canceled it. Nowhere Man. They should never have canceled. That was one season. Like, a lot of stuff. Just enough to really piss you off. But two mm. seasons? Okay. <laughs> they have enough time to, to do enough. Thundercats, one of the most beloved cartoons of the 1980s and a continuing cultural force, comes to Cartoon Network in an all-new contemporary reimagining of the iconic animated series. Set as an epic tale, Thundercats tells the story of a hero's journey to fulfill his ultimate destiny. The series begins with an hour-long special premiere event on Friday, July 29th at 8 p.m. Following the premiere, the show will air regularly on Cartoon Network Friday nights at 8.30 p.m. beginning August 5th. So we have, we've said that they were doing this, but now there's an actual air date for the first episode. And this is one of those rebooty things you love so mm. much. <laughs> but I don't, I, I don't know. I don't even remember Thundercats all that much. Oh, so maybe it's okay. I was born in 85. Then you're the intended like, audience. I remember the action. Like I had this. the action figures. Yeah. I would bring them around me. Someone like but you is probably the intended audience for something I like this. I don't recall. I can remember the old 
a little bit yeah. the images of them, but not actually sitting and watching a whole show. It was very, so I might look at it and be like, let's see what this is. It was very He-Man in that there was a moral <laughs> thing that had to underlie every episode, and it was way corny. And I haven't watched it, but I'm sure it probably doesn't hold up Kids the same these way days No, it doesn't. We need, need the moral. Th- we they need, do. We need to add that back They in. need some of those older cartoons. We let it go, and now look at the little shits around here. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I now mean, they're, they're like, all... gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all. Now they're all greedy little yeah. squirts. And... They need some morals. I was going to say something else, but squirts came. Squirts <laughs> <laughs> was good. Squirts <laughs> was good. That's good. Uh, speaking of cartoons and July 29th premiere dates, mm. this summer... G4 and Marvel team up to ring fans a whole new way to see their favorite superheroes with the, premiere, uh, with the premiere of two original Marvel anime series, Iron Man and Wolverine. The eagerly anticipated series will air exclusively on G4 with 12 half-hour weekly episodes that include interconnecting storylines and cameo appearances hmm. by several popular Marvel characters. G4 viewers can be part of all the action when Iron Man premieres on Friday, July 29th mm-hmm. at 11 p.m., followed by Wolverine at 11.30 p.m. and will air weekly. With epic battles, action-packed storylines, and mind-blowing animation, these series star some of the most popular superhero comic book characters of all time. And for more intense action, two new Marvel anime series, X-Men and Blade, will uh, will premiere later this year, also exclusively on G4. Blade's coming back, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing a Blade 4 in the future, or a Blade <laughs> reboot. You never know. Yay. They'd reboot it before they'd do they do it. They would. I they would. Because oh, what's it? Who, Wesley, Wesley Snipes, Snipes is, like, arrested for... Is he in jail? ...tax yeah. evasion. Yeah. <laughs> I know. When yeah, you have a career going that well... She didn't even laugh. She, like, snorted over it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, said, I think about, like, you know... People in jail and like, what did you do? What did you do? Tax uh, evasion. Tax evasion. I didn't pay like, my taxes, but I'm Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I have like millions and millions of dollars, so you all already hate me, and I'm here for tax evasion. Right. So he probably just gets. I had constantly. I had millions and millions of dollars, and it wasn't quite enough. Right, I, I didn't want to pay any of it. No, it's uh, it's just really. I think pathetic. the uh, those co- those uh anime series could be cool. They're on they late night. night. The Iron Man and Wolverine. Are they gonna be a little edgier? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're airing at eleven, eleven thirty. So yeah, the anime weird. stuff is usually a little so Wolverine edgier. will actually slice somebody? Probably. Cool. Um, I don't like the character design for Wolverine. I didn't see it. He's very tall is it on and the lanky. And, yeah. you put it up? I'll look. There's a trailer on the site showing uh, clips from Iron Man and How's Wolverine. How's Iron Man look? Iron Man looks great. You can't really screw that up much. No. Iron Man has a suit. Right. Wolverine, you can... I mean, you Wolverine see looks different. terrible. He looks nothing like he should. Uh, the voices for both are both people from Heroes. Adrian Pazdar is playing uh, Tony Stark slash Iron Man, and uh, Milo Ventimiglia is the voice of Wolverine. Do they sound okay? Iron Man sounds fine. Uh, I, I butchering, wo- butchering They Wolverine. are all together. I, I like Milo Ventimiglia. Don't he was awesome Wolverine. on Heroes. Uh, he was the, the main character when the series started, at least. And he was on Gilmore Girls, which is where I first saw him. Mm. But he is not the right voice for Wolverine. He's not like the gritty older sounding. He's young sounding and they make Wolverine look young. He looks like that typical anime kind of girlish guyish. Oh, come thing. on. Yeah. Wolverine's like the manliest, like, right. I know. He's like uh, Harry, he's the caveman yeah. of X-Men, yeah. you know, he looks very animated. Whereas Tony Stark looks great and Iron Man looks awesome. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with X-Men. Whoa. Whoa. That was accidental, but... <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Thundercats, right? I accidentally hit Saunders every now and then. Uh, continuing with Cartoon Network news. 
After the runaway success of their wildly popular building sets, video game collaborations, and animated shorts, the LEGO Group and Lucasfilm will join forces once again for an all-new adventure, their first-ever original television special. Not a series, Live just a special. Legos. Premiering on Cartoon Network on Friday, July 22nd at 7 p.m., the 30-minute original standalone special, Lego Star Wars The Padawan Menace, will feature all the charm, action, and irreverent humor that have become the signature style of Lego Star Wars animation collaborations. Mm-hmm. The plot description, a routine Jedi Academy field trip is turned into a rip-roaring comic adventure in Lego Star Wars The Padawan Menace. Tour guide Master Yoda leads a group of rambunctious young uh, Jedi younglings through Senate chambers when he senses a disturbance in the Force. Summoned to help save the Republic, he discovers that one of the young younglings, that's a tough word, <laughs> one of the younglings secretly boarded his ship and has a taste for adventure. Meanwhile, C-3PO and R2-D2 are put in charge of the boisterous group and find themselves in over their heads. As the evil Sith prepare to wreak havoc, it's up to Yoda and the droids to ensure that their young charges aren't torn to bricks. Uh... I think that sounds hilarious. Yeah. It's only half an hour of your time. Yeah, it's a yeah. half hour. It's yeah. standalone. It's not like yeah. it's a series. I mean, the if games you DVR make me, it. The games make me laugh. It's only twenty minutes. Yeah, right, exactly. True. The games are awesome. They're hilarious. Yeah, they're, they're incredible. And they don't even have dialogue. No. I mean, this. Well, I'm sure we'll have dialogue. It might not. Though. That'd be awesome if they just had the little like grunts and stuff. They that very they have well in the could. Game. I think it'd be so funny. As as corny and like childish as you think the Lego games might be. When you play them, they're still funny. Like, they're universally funny, even though it's like a child's sense of humor. The Lego Batman game, right? You... It's awesome. Yeah. So much fun. The Lego Star Wars are great. I played the Indiana Jones. I played Batman. I haven't played any of them. I just thought they were for kids. I oh, looked at them and went, oh, it's so too kiddie. Funny. I have Lego Harry Potter oh, right boy. here. Oh, look at that smile. And I haven't played it yet. <laughs> ear to ear grin on the face of Anna's Zipchak. Do you have PS3? Yeah. Do you have Lego Harry Potter? Not yet. I'm wondering. If you can play online, we might have to get that and play some Lego Harry Potter. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. Although you have you have a Mac, right? Not a PC at home? Yeah. yeah. Well, I have... No, actually, we have a tower hooked up to the television. Oh. Yeah. We'll talk okay. after. <laughs> Call me! Oh, it's a play date. <laughs> oh. What are you playing? Legos. <laughs> How old are you guys? <laughs> uh, Paramount Pictures and Marvel Studios. We'll use the Captain America the First Avenger title for all but three countries overseas. Renaming movies for international territories happens quite often, but the studios were planning on releasing the film as just the First Avenger in foreign countries, but Paramount's international unit objected, arguing that Captain America had too much brand value. The studios decided that the comic book adaptation would keep its full name in all but three countries, Russia, Ukraine, and South Korea. For re- uh, the reasons for the change in those countries are, quote, culture and politics in addition to brand awareness but anti-american sediment was also a factor i'm surprised actually that they're doing this and they're not just branding it as the first avenger and like leading up to the avengers movie but they are actually keeping captain america in the title they should they sh- i think they should too right. but it, with with the global climate the way it is well if you don't like us don't watch it yeah. read it look well at you're it. gonna figure it out when you look at his shield anyway no kidding right well they're gonna change the sh- who knows Oh, Those right. countries <laughs> might go and change a shield. CGI. CGI like the shield. Well, it would be way too much to change costume, and then they'd have to do it for the Avengers. Yeah. and yeah. yeah. But I think it's a smart move overall to keep it the way it is. I think so. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that you put too much energy into nonsense. Like, everybody yeah. knows he's from America, so why are you going to spend the yeah. time and energy to, like, yeah. remarket it or The movie doesn't make explain. any sense. This is not Captain Russia. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it doesn't make stupid. sense if you do Captain Russia anyway, because it's it's the way I it's know. set up and the military and all that. And yeah, Sony Screen Gems has given an official title to the fourth Underworld installment, officially titled Underworld Awakening, mm-hmm. directed by Mans Marlin and Bjorn Stein. The January twentieth, twenty twelve release stars Kate Beckinsale, India Isley, and Michael Ealy. Beckinsale returns as the vampire warrioress Selene, who escapes imprisonment to find herself in a world where humans have discovered the existence of both vampire and lichen clans and are conducting an all-out war to eradicate both immortal species. That was one of the big things I was kind of missing from the Underworld franchise is there was never human involvement. Not really. Yeah. But now they're going to bring Those in that like, third okay. party. The, the first, first one, one I was, enjoyed. The, the first, first one was, was good. Awesome. The second one was amazing. I like the second one. The second one was the best one, I thought. And then the third was I didn't okay. See I didn't see the third. Wasn't Kate which one was not the, in she it? She was not in it. Wasn't they there, had, which one had the subtitle Rise of the Lycan? That was the third. Uh, the I second world was Underworld Evolution that. was the second. I saw that. Which was great. And then Rise of the Lycans was the third. I think it, I may it have was, seen that. It um, was a prequel. So it had Celine's mother. Oh, didn't see it. Was the main character. Was she a vampire? Yeah. All right, that doesn't make any sense. Why? Didn't the elder vampire, like, find Selene as a little kid and make her into a vampire and raise her as his son? I don't remember. I think so. I could be remembering the third movie wrong, too. Oh, okay. It was someone in the bloodline. See, the funny thing is, I do not like Kate Beckinsale at all. Really? But I like her in that role, so I didn't go see the third one because she wasn't in it. But, like, actually can't stand her at all. Have you ever seen her interviewed? She's idiot <laughs> she's like this bubbly if her hair was blonde it would be perfect wow, like she's really? wicked dits she was talking about i think it was letterman because i used to watch letterman all the time and she was like yeah um i don't really get vampires but i just like read the lines and like teehee i don't really like vampires like i got paid yeah exactly and i was like wow <laughs> Like, like she did know, a really good job at yeah. faking like it like being no into it because she did a good job in the movies. So she but, must be a good actress, <laughs> right? Well, there right. you go. But like on in the interview, she's like, I don't know. There's like vampires and like werewolves and like I don't know. I like fall in love with one of them. But she's so pretty. She is pretty. <laughs> and really, that's what it comes down to. Whatever. Whatever. Play Dead has announced via the PlayStation blog that the beloved two-tone side-scroller Limbo will be making its way to the PSN on July nineteenth. Limbo will also be released on Steam shortly after on August 2nd. No price point has yet been confirmed. I'm pumped for it because Limbo looked great on Xbox, but I just didn't have access to it, and now I will. Yay. Have you seen video of it at all? No. No. It's uh, it's literally two-tone. Like, it's a black-and-white game. The whole thing is in silhouette. So you're, you're a little boy. All you see is the outline and the two white eyes of the boy, and it's you die a lot. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's that's one of the points of the game. Like, it's all problem-solving and uh, platforming and stuff like that. And they're like, you're going to die a lot. Because sometimes things will blend in with the environment. And you have to kind of learn the constructs of the oh. game to end up beating it. It's interesting. Hmm. And it's, it's from an artistic perspective, it's won a ton of awards. Very cool. Neat. Last story. Dimension Films has announced that Spy Kids all the time in the world is Ugh. taking moviegoers to a whole new dimension in 4D. Oh with, my god. <laughs> with Aromascope. 3D hasn't really taken off yet. Oh no, <laughs> it's time for 4D. Screw it, we're going well, to 4D. Well keep in mind, Spy Kids 3D was one of the first was, movies and to I kind saw of that. do the modern type of 3D. That was uh, 2002, 2003, I don't even remember. I think. 
Uh, with each individual admission ticket, the moviegoer will also receive an aromascope card that is free of charge with easy-to-read numbers outlined. As the numbers flash on the movie screen, the audience will rub the corresponding number on their card and the scent will be unleashed. Dumb. These cards will be provided to every theater, whether it be 2D or 3D. So basically, aromascope is scratch and sniff. Scratch and sniff <laughs> movies! Woo! They did uh, the Shrek ride at Universal is 4D. Yeah. And the chairs will vibrate or, like, sh- they'll shake different ways. I've or something like air will come sense. out and hit yeah. you. Right. Like and going to a Jordan's furniture. Water, Obviously, yeah. movie theaters can't be overhauled for one movie. But no, I would take that as, like, for to have the seat feel like you're moving. <laughs> Nothing's going to take you out of a movie more like seeing a number pop up on the screen and looking down at your scratch and sniff car. In the dark. In the dark. In the dark. That means they can't turn the lights on. They probably... I wouldn't be surprised if there was some glow in the dark on there and that would be obnoxious too. Right. So everybody would have like glowing yellow chins yeah. <laughs> because they're trying to watch this And movie. if you scratch the wrong one, does it ruin it for that scene? The only thing though, I mean really, it's <laughs> for kids and if they have fun well, yeah. doing it, then whatever. Well, yeah, this oh, is oh, obviously a yeah. Right. All the spy movies are just kid gimmick, and that's yeah. fine. It's so weird to think that uh, Robert Rodriguez is the director behind this. Is those. he really? Yeah. That's weird. Isn't it? As <laughs> soon as you said spy kids, I tuned right out. Eh, that's dumb. Spy you know kids. the funny thing? You bring 40. up Shrek 40, which is wicked funny, because I went there a couple of years ago, and the technology now on that ride is so old. Like, you really, you're sitting there, and it's actually... Um, compressed air, yeah. like a tractor trailer. So, like, when you're running... Through the forest, it's like, psh, 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 psh. Yeah. like that's all I could hear was the compressed air. I'm like, I sound like yeah. I'm in a big rig right now, and I'm so like on this ride. It's wicked loud because they're under your seat. Like they're the, these little yeah. air. It's like psh, 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 the whole time. You're like the Jimmy Neutron. Ride oh my was god, the same it's way. so funny. It's like they just old technology. <laughs> old rides are funny. Yeah, I remember when I got off the Back to the Future ride before they oh my dismantled god, I love it that. to make the Simpsons, which is the same damn ride. Like they didn't, is it? Oh. Yeah, but the technology. Because I remember when I, was I got so up, pissed when I walked over there last I summer. Love and I'm like, the where's Back, Back to the Future, to the future? Ride. I remember almost wanting to vomit, and I don't even get motion sickness because the screen was so bad. It was, it was just so yeah, it old. Was. Like it the games, but it's just like the technology. Like they fall apart. It's yeah. like a roller coaster. You got. I wish they had rebuilt it because it. it was such a great ride. It was very imaginative. Yeah. Tier for Back to the Future, but they have the car and the train out where you yeah. can take pictures. Nice. With yeah, and a guy dressed up like um, oh, Dr. Brown. Dre- and well, he's that's really the picture good. on my right, Facebook. Right. Yeah. yeah, and he's got the thumb. You ask yeah. him like, "Where's Marty?" He's like, "Oh, I had to send him Back to the Future. His kids messed up again." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> again, he's, comes up with quick things. Yeah, he does. And he's very good. My boyfriend posed with him, and he was like, "You have to look at your watch for the picture." Like he was like, "You have to look at your watch for the picture." So they're both sitting there. That's with their so watch. great. It was so funny. Well, yeah, because that's the movie poster, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. We did the thumbs up. <laughs> Hey. But he was like, <laughs> right, nobody saw that, but yeah, arm yeah. was stretched yeah, out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Visual gags for a podcast. Awesome. Nobody can see what we're doing. <laughs> All right, then. Final thoughts or anything you'd like to plug, Mr. Volpe? No. No. I don't think so. Not, Not yet. yet. Not yet. Soon. Soon. Yes. Once it's all done. Soon. My masterpiece. <laughs> Anna? I'm good. All right. Wow. Quick. Okay. All right. Well, then uh, head to thegeekgeneration.com and check out the articles and the show. Please, please, please rate the show and write a review on iTunes. That's my focus this week. Please write a review. It increases our visibility so much. It's the thing that lets iTunes know that people are listening. The ratings don't, and they won't promote us if you don't promote us. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you'd like us to discuss on a future show, you can send those to podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter. Or you can leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787. 
If you'd like to submit an article to the site or an audio file to the show, you can send that to guest at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Episode 45 in the bag. Done. Later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.